0: The reality is, is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters:
1: Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money, Roadie.
0: When you work in quality assurance, perfection comes easy. Tori Tuchilo. When Tori steps on the scene, you are his story. Eugene Henderson. In the game of life, I choose Jeopardy. Maria M. Where I come from, they sing "God Save the Queen." The truth is, it's actually me, Becca Simon. If you can't stand the heat. Come to Minnesota.
1: Jill Hirsch. Your petty drama. Can't take this warrior down. Jamie Allrunner. Some
0: people call me cold, but it's not me. It's that Minnesota weather. Sarah Gibbs. You may not like the cut of my jet, but that's what you get from Sarah Gibbs. Richie D. If you can't be cool, you can't be with Caduce. Megan
1: Shaw. I may be a model, but I'll never be your model minority. Samaj Bledsoe. The fun bus is here, and I'm driving on the church.
0: Pike. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. Danny McLaughlin. First, I came out, and now I'm coming for everything. Kelly Paper. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name the only thing i abstain from is your bullshit sarah watkins bilstein
1: playtime is over this mom means business laura Zelinsky. whether it's breast pumping
0: or fist bumping this mama brings the party jill walsh i made it up the hill myself and i'll kick any jack off and finally diamonds aren't a girl's best friend john friedman is
1: we need a bath a bubble bath that goes on forever and ever ever. i was gonna say do you want to quit the podcast because i'm very tired uh (laughs) i think we need a break from podcasting for sure (laughs) and we should think about it like over the christmas break no seriously oh no we're definitely i
0: think we should take thanksgiving and christmas off because like what the fuck (laughs) yeah yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
0: um but yeah i think a bubble bath would definitely do it i just i don't know if i would stay in the bubble bath for approximately four hours as meredith did what i want
1: to know is did she turn into a prune or not oh my god that's exactly what my notes said i said why hasn't meredith turned into a prune what you know magic skin is she wearing you know this is something that ronnie from watch what crap has brought up meredith in her confessionals looks like Where's she's a wearing a breastplate yeah 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 and I have been, ever since he said that, I've been staring at her chest to see if there is any movement of any sort. Is there anything, is there, is there um, underneath her necklaces, is there a line that shows, you know, just show me that it is that. I can't say, but man, that chest of hers doesn't move.
0: I think that she's wearing a full body skin suit because like, uh, I don't understand her body either. Yeah. So this episode of Salt Lake City was advertised by Andrew Cohen, Andrew Joseph mm-hmm. Cohen, as, like, one of the best episodes of Housewives of All Time. And I don't know if it was just because he, like, hyped it up. I thought it was a very, very excellent episode. It was very oh, funny. it was a good episode. It was it, – I was glued mm-hmm. to my TV the whole time. Right. I will say there were parts of this episode that I was, like, very disappointed and Mm -hmm. something happened during this episode that like took me out for a minute where like I had to pause the tv and I had to like go and do something else because Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting to see that um but on Salt Lake City we just we opened on the van ride and everybody is just sort of having these reactions and I my notes basically just compared them to like the reactions from the ladies in Beverly Hills. Because Whitney was,
1: Whitney and Lisa were like the embodiment of the various phases of Sutton. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sutton and Garcelle's reaction is pretty much Whitney and Lisa.
0: Yes, exactly. Whitney knowing this much about data collection and how this yeah. type of like fraudery happens, fraudery, <laughs> I don't think that's a word, this type of fraud happens. Yeah. It, may, it tells me like, oh, Whitney's shoe is about to drop.
1: Like- yeah. No, or that she knows where the line is and she's never going to cross it because she's very well aware of it. She knows how to run an MLM without crossing the line and getting into trouble with the feds.
0: You're right. That might be it. Or Justin knows people who may have gotten in trouble. At the
1: very least, Whitney is so smart. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I mean, she's smart, but then there's a lot of times when like, she's like, how would the feds even know? How would they know? somebody told them it's like yes okay (laughs) that's yes or or they're the feds like yeah it's so funny to me because as a brown person as an immigrant who lived in America during 9-11 who got a cell phone Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the early two thousands yeah. If you talk to any Muslim person in America right. in the early 2000s, you would know when your phone we was know <laughs> we, know we know the click.
1: We know the click. Cl- the click. <laughs> there's a click, people. Okay? This is something that happened right after 9-11 yeah. when you picked up the phone. There's a click. Yes. It's like a fraction of a second, but there's a click before you hear the ringtone. Yes. And we all know it. <laughs> exactly. And it's, like,
0: so funny to, like – Listen to these women say these things and talk about it in this like, how would they, what? It's like so, it goes to show like just how sheltered they are. So, you know, Whitney is Sutton Mm -hmm. right after reading that article. She knows all the things. Lisa is Sutton calling every single lawyer in the state of Utah Heather Mm -hmm. has turned fully into Kyle Richards. I mean, so much so that she texts Jen to give her a heads up. I'm like, Heather, okay. Remember a couple episodes ago we talked about like how Heather's a former judgmental Judy. Uh Uh-huh. And people who are that judgmental are deeply insecure and very like not confident in their space in the world. Her freak out about like Lisa Barlow said that I didn't care about the honor code, all that shit, like her obsession with the way that people view her uh-huh. tells me that she is just a people. She's like a severe people pleaser.
1: To the point where, uh, since we are on Heather, and I'll jump to it, she was not Watch What Happens Live After. Mm-hmm. And she said that she loves Jen, she loves Sharif, and she loves Stu. She was like, he's the best I love Stu and she is supporting them she's oh she's like this is terrible but I'm gonna be there I am that ride or die die friend I'm like Heather this is at the point at this point there's so much that has happened and you're still batting for Jen and Sharif and Stu of all people Stu Stu Why? It makes me question her judgment. Like, how insecure are you? Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand why she would go bad for them so much.
0: I think the main reason is that Heather belonged to a cult for her entire existence, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm not saying all Mormons are part of a cult, but I'm saying that she was not just a Mormon who practiced. She was a judgmental, insane, like... Mm-hmm. obsessed with the Mormon religion Mormon I mean she gave mm-hmm. her sister what a picture of the church or something on her wedding mm-hmm. day because her sister married out, outside of the church so mm-hmm. it's like heather is obsessed mm-hmm. with things yeah. I think heather I think heather is all or nothing and mm-hmm. so I don't think that heather quite knows how to exist in a world where she can say I miss Jen and I miss our friendship and I, I'm confused and I'm concerned and I care about her family. But if Jen did these things, yeah, it would be really horrible. But, you know, mm. she just, instead, she's just like all or nothing. But like, yeah. yeah you- she's,
1: and coming back to the people-pleasing thing, she even said Michael Rapaport was great on Wendy Williams. That in itself is a lie. So, <laughs> obviously, Excuse she's me. just Excuse me, his name is Melty-Faced
0: Jingleberry Melty as face. far as we're concerned, yeah. okay? I have to say, Jenny... Was Kathy mm-hmm. Hilton on that bus? Yes. She was yes. like, Are we cracking into
1: these Sour Patch kids while you guys yes. are crying? Or yes. like what, what are, are we the snacks? Why are we not going? We should be going. What are we gonna do? we are not gonna she's probably in jail. What are we gonna do? Jenny. Was are you like, posting jail? Uh, are you posting bail? No. So why are we not going on our trip? You know, Jenny was like, if we have to cancel this trip and go back to our homes, the film crew
0: is not going to film me because I have to be invited to events. They're not gonna invite me to events. I'm gonna miss out on things. Jenny's okay. like, as long but as she- I go to a place where all of the other women i'm guaranteed camera time
1: which means that i will get my check (laughs) yes and she is like what am i supposed to go back to the the husband who keeps crying for a sister wife no (laughs)
0: exactly
1: i i also appreciated that all of the women responded their natural response was that would would have been my response which is to eat and eat (laughs) and eat. eat They kept eating uncontrollably They were like munching away at snacks There was like a huge big bag Of Cheetos open That they had been munching on Yeah and it, you know remember like It cut to Lisa being like
0: I'm gonna throw up And I was like maybe because <laughs> like, you're eating an entire Bag of Cheetos <laughs> and like Sour Patch I mean <laughs> I would too I get yeah. it
1: All that candy and all that chips oh my god <laughs> Everybody's like Hysterically and crying Jenny's expression as they're, like, Whitney says, come over here. And Lisa walks over to Whitney and Whitney's hugging with Lisa and Heather. And Jenny's just, like, popping popcorn (laughs) watching this and, like, what's going on here? One, I think, like, Jenny obviously is not super close to
0: these people. Two, Mm. she's like, your friend just got arrested by the feds. Like, we don't need to be worried about this woman. And three, I think that Jenny... (sighs) I don't know. Maybe I'm like giving her too much credit, but I also think like Jenny's a person who escaped a country on a boat. Like I don't think that Jenny is apparently this- not,
1: according to her niece on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but I
0: think like Jenny's just somebody who's like you know she's like I've I've seen worse things. Yeah. Like you know if she's just, if her family escaped on a boat and from Vietnam, like she's yeah. seen some shit growing up. So for her, yeah. she's looking at this being like. Eh
1: yeah it happens it's just like yeah but i was i had this beautiful sister wife storyline set up and now this, this is jen, the most exciting thing this bit jen got arrested by the feds. what <laughs> the fuck yeah
0: <laughs> and then now the part that did upset me and i mm-hmm. was not expecting it right so when i mm-hmm. i was expecting yeah. to see jen get arrested
1: I was, kind I didn't, we didn't see that. We didn't yeah. see that. And I that bothered me. Like, why were we told that she was, the cameras were on when she got arrested? She wasn't.
0: I mean, I wonder if they're going to release it later.
1: Yeah. But
0: this ring cam footage from mm-mm, the Shaw Chalet 2.0, mm-mm. Mm-mm. it was
1: heartbreaking. It was scary. It was scary. And, and oh you, those my people, God, can you imagine the trauma that these kids went through? The, The guy was, like, cocking his big rifle.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, let's just talk about the imagery here, right? right. Like, the cops showing up casually to the Mm -hmm. beauty lab and laser parking Mm -hmm. lot where they are about to arrest a woman, right? Mm -hmm. Like... As far as they were concerned, that is where Gen Chao was. They showed mm-hmm. up for Jen. There were mm-hmm. no guns. There was no cocking guns. There were no machine guns. There was, there was apparently nothing.
1: guns on the hip. They were all armed. Mm-hmm. Right, but, but it was didn't... not machine guns. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't brandishing it. And it wasn't machine guns. That's yeah. the other
0: thing. The yeah. ring camera footage showed a SWAT team, uh-huh. right? And I get it yeah. that it's a raid, right? Mm-hmm. A part of me says, Well, I don't know what else Jen was involved in that they would think Mm -hmm. that they would need to pull out the big guns. Mm -hmm. But the part of me that understands that we live in a country with an imbalance of justice Mm -hmm. and and with a history of law enforcement pulling out Mm -hmm. all of their guns for Mm -hmm. black and brown people, Mm -hmm. I just – it just was something that I wasn't expecting to see on the episode because yeah. I was kind of laughing at these women crying and all this stuff. And then right. to see that ring camera footage, to see the, those the boys cops show up, out. and then also the kids just like coming out in yeah. shorts and slippers
1: with their hands up.
0: Yeah. like That was
1: something visceral about that footage that I could have done without. I mean, it happened. I didn't need to see it. I think unless
0: you are somebody who is aware and sensitive to these things Mm -hmm. and triggered by these things, Mm -hmm. you're not necessarily thinking about the imagery right. of the cops casually showing up to the beauty lab in laser parking lot and saying, hey, is Jen here? We just want to make sure if she's okay. Like, you're about to arrest that person. But mm-hmm. when you go to her house where you know she's not there and you're raiding yeah. her home mm-hmm. that, are, that are full of potentially – mine, like, we know that Miners. there's minors there. Yeah. It's just oh, – I was like, that, that – I know it happened You have to understand the imbalance Ugh. there and how yeah. horrible that looks. And yeah. I don't
1: know if a lot of viewers – do see it i think some people did and some people did not there were people online that said what i mean they are just rating. what did they expect and it's jen's fault for having put her put her kids in that i mean number one kid. yes 100
0: no. percent, it's jen's fault but
1: it's a jen's fault for the crime she committed it's yes. not the kid's fault to be exposed to machine guns And being walked out. The kids did not do anything. You still can feel in the air. Yeah, you can still feel empathy and sympathy for the children. You don't have to say it's because the mother did that to them. These boys were home
0: and they Mm -hmm. walk out with their hands up, completely complying to machine Mm -hmm. guns pointing in their faces. Right. Cops show up at Beauty Lab and Laser, and Heather casually Sticks her head out of the van, goes outside, and has a very normal conversation. Yeah,
1: she's like, I'm well, scared of the pop." She's not even making jokes. She's, she's making like, jokes. Of what the are the po-po, popo doing here? Yeah.
0: The reaction that people have in these situations, I think that, like, to some degree, I was frustrated that Bravo showed it. I wish that mm-hmm. they hadn't. But now that we're yeah. like we're having a conversation about it, I do think that it's important to point that out. So I hope that people at least take that away from it. But, yeah. of course, all of this yeah. could have been avoided if Jen Shaw wasn't a criminal. Yeah. So ultimately, it is also her fault. And, and, yeah. and, you know, Heather's not wrong. Heather's not wrong for stepping out of the van and having a conversation with No, she's with not. No. But Heather is privileged for being yes. able to do that. Yeah, that she is didn't have to think twice. She have. didn't
1: think twice about doing that. Exactly. Now,
0: they call Meredith and they let her know. And Meredith essentially says, uh, I told you uh-huh. so.
1: Okay. She's like, uh, okay, I'm late for my bubble bath. <laughs> okay, if you whatever. need me, I'll be
0: yeah. marinating in my yeah. own filth for yeah. many hours. Yeah. When Mary gets there, her bubbles are like not as much, and then yeah. later on when the other women get there, she there's more adding. bubbles. Yeah,
1: and she keeps adding even when the other women walked in, she just added more because they're super bubbled. Yeah, yeah, but where are you planning to sit there even longer? Like now you've already been there. Mary has come. Um, <laughs> Mary has shut that front door. Yes, <laughs> yes. She like pointed up and away it's like that friend or the one that I came through
0: yeah uh, uh, mary she calls robert senior mm-hmm. and did you see what her phone said when she called him uh,
1: dad at least I didn't say grandpa i mean <laughs>
0: I mean, that's true. Yeah. That's true. If it said yeah. grandpa, then we'd be in trouble. But I guess yeah. I get it. Like, I call when I talk to my kids about my husband. I, I do say yeah. Abba. I don't say yeah. my husband's yeah. name. Yeah. You know? And my
1: and Maya just changed uh, Kirti's number on my phone into Abba. So, and okay. I, said, I I told her, you need to stop doing that because I feel like I'm talking to my father who's no more. And that's yeah. very cruel. Stop doing <laughs> yeah. that.
0: That's true. <laughs> uh. <laughs> You think that Robert Jr. did
1: that? <laughs> no. Robert Jr. hides from his mother any chance he gets. He's, He's probably, probably like, can to. you please change that on your yeah, phone? He, like, just give me the money that you have made. And just let me be. The
0: ladies get to the house. Meredith is still in the bubble bath. And then they all (laughs) sit around and they're eating and they're talking. And Mary, it's interesting. Mary says that she feels bad for Jen. She doesn't want to relish in somebody else's pain. But at the same time, she's also like, but Jen's a horrible human being. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) And she's quoting the Bible and saying, well, she reaped what she (laughs) sowed." So that's true, too. So (laughs) Mary's still very conflicted about how what she's supposed
0: to do in this
1: situation
0: (laughs) they're all sitting around there talking and meredith finally comes out of her bubble bath and Mm -hmm. she tells them that her she tells them of uh, her various experiences with jen and she starts to really open up i do think that it was important on the van though that lisa covered her mouth and whispered i think meredith knew about this
1: i feel like meredith's hinted to her that I found out something but I will not say it or something of that sort and Lisa has been holding on to that.
0: Meredith tells everybody that there was an assistant of Jen's who stole from Meredith's store Mm -hmm. and Jen still continued to work with that person. Now I got was confused. Is this the same assistant that Jen ended up screaming on I don't know.
1: I don't know. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell from the videos he was also a skinny guy, like the other guy, but I couldn't tell anything. And they didn't, they, you know, blurred out the name, so I didn't know. Yeah,
0: we also find out that Jen is red flagged from Louis Vuitton because she pays with cash. But my favorite part of this was Mary's reaction. <laughs> She was, like, so shocked, but her face was shocked because she was like, oh, shit, they're gonna red flag me soon. Because you don't buy an entire house full of, like, designer yeah, without using your parishioners, like, tithing.
1: That may explain the quality and the the kinds of charge keys designer stuff that Mary has like if you buy it with cash do they give you the ugly color the one that does not sell much do they sell like oh here's the green handbag that no one is buying anymore and we want to get rid of this inventory so let let us give it to the people who pay with cash no but I wouldn't be surprised like whenever I've gotten designer
0: stuff like when I've gotten Mm -hmm. because I am one of those assholes I do like Mm -hmm. designer handbags whenever I've gotten designer designer handbags, the more I've gone back to the same designer store or their same rep, the sales Mm -hmm. rep or whatever, every time I've gone in to buy another thing, they will give you samples of stuff. So it makes sense that <laughs> it makes sense that Mary's house is filled with designer bullshit, but also mm-hmm. other little tchotchkes because they're probably like, whatever, nobody's buying this teeny tiny keychain. Just like throw it yeah. in there. You know, Mary just has it like displayed all over because Mary yeah. bought it with cash.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Mary. I do Mm -hmm. think the
0: most shocking story was the story that Heather told about the Uber driver.
1: Yeah. I
0: got chills. I was like, what? Yeah. Why would she get down like that and leave? She took a Uber out of Heather's Uh house Mm -hmm. and about half a mile down the road, she stopped the car. The ride ended in the middle of the highway. So somebody else came and got Jen. From an Uber. That's yeah. another thing. Have you noticed that Jen never drives on the show?
1: She doesn't. Yeah. She,
0: she never drives on the show. Yeah. Maybe so she-
1: because she knows she gets too drunk. And that's which is yeah. very responsible, yeah. yeah.
0: But even in scenes when she's not drinking, she's never driving, no. So she gets off in the middle of the highway somewhere, and Lisa's like, I think I know who she was with. Is there another
1: man? And why was Lisa getting teary eyed while she was saying that? I didn't understand that because Heather, I, I don't know where Heather said this, maybe in the show, maybe in the um, watch what happens live that Heather thought Jen went with the guy that they all wanted her to fire, the guy who was stealing, and then he came. To pick Oh, up. yeah. It may have been
0: that. But also, it's been alluded that they're going to talk about why, why Lisa didn't invite Jen to her kids fundraiser. Mm. Apparently, something comes up later about why her children didn't want Jen at that event. So huh. I think that's why Lisa is getting so worked up. I think that yeah. Lisa – you know, I've been in this situation. Yeah. I, I'll tell you a story, guys. Like a couple of years ago, out of my friends group here,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we all became friends with a couple of different couples. And – One of the couples that we became friends with, they're both Daisy couple, and the husband was a really nice, very charismatic guy. Mm -hmm. And he said that he was an army vet and that he didn't serve after 9-11, but he was – an analyst. So he worked mm. out of DC in Virginia, yeah. and Virginia yeah. and he was an analyst and he told all these stories about yeah. his PTSD and all this stuff. And we met him through another guy who is yeah. a friend's husband who is an actual vet. And we yeah. know he's an actual vet. Yeah. And so we took his word for it. Yeah. A year and a half later, the girl who we're friends with, she files for divorce. Uh-huh. They're divorced now. And now we're finding out all this stuff because she's telling us
1: yeah.
0: about him. He lied about being a vet. He was never what? an analyst for the Army. He w- he had a three-month stint working for Homeland Security doing tech support. And he <laughs> talked – he said he said all these lies, right? He just yeah. totally talked out of his ass to yeah. all of us and was very charismatic. And the hu- – like all of our friends and our husbands, we started yeah. trading stories. And then you start yeah. trading stories and you say – Oh, I remember one time he said this thing and it didn't make sense. And then I remember this time they said this thing and it didn't make Mm -hmm. sense. And it seems like that's what's happening at the table right now. Right, And It's like one of those things where I know that this person is going through a traumatic thing because, oh, at the same time, this guy, he's going through divorce. He's losing Mm -hmm. access to his kids and he has to have heart surgery like because he has a heart condition. Oh, my God. And so and we're you don't like,
1: believe that it, it does even have a heart condition. Exactly. That's what happens.
0: So yeah. It's one of those things where you're like, I feel bad, but also at the same time you've lied so much mm-hmm. that it's difficult to still sympathize with you. I can feel Correct. bad for your kids. I can feel bad yeah. for your
1: ex-wife. I can feel bad for those things because those are people. But yeah. I also don't trust you. That's a hard thing to do. I've gone through that experience with a couple of friends that I'm not no longer close with anymore. And it was typically about always an emergency and has to borrow money. Mm, mm -hmm. And they would return it but it would the amount was always too much. It was like needed right away, and then it almost felt like she had debts that her husband did not know about. Because I would be like, you know, why don't you have that money? Because you're always flaunting money. But then she would be like, no, I need this for my sister in Canada. I need to money order it. Blah blah blah. And I don't have a way of sending it. And uh, you know, my husband is not here. And you know, this is all I can withdraw from my bank. Can you withdraw some more? Got to a point where it got very shady like she would yeah. and i would be like i'm gonna talk to your husband about it in presence of him to see if this triggers anything and i brought it up and he looked completely blank like he didn't know what he would, <gasps> what i was talking about and that's when i realized this woman was doing some shit she was living beyond her means and like you know taking from peter to pay paul i don't know how she returned my money Damn. she probably borrowed it from somebody else and otherwise she was a very nice woman so I always felt guilty about not helping her but then I realized something very toxic happening and I was like for my own sanity I need to stop I need to stop and so I stopped returning her calls about money and then she stopped and now we just you know we say occasionally we say hi to each other and that's about it but I had to put a stop to it and then I talked to a few other people and they also brought up the same thing like she yeah money from them and that's when I realized this is deeper and I don't want to be part of it
0: i think also what becomes difficult is typically people like this are really really nice
1: they're really nice and very generous
0: in some way right like we know from the show that jen Shaw throws amazing parties and she's so nice and she like i think she love bombs you and she expects loyalty in response and i think obviously heather has fallen for it yeah but i think that's what's happening here because even with this guy that yeah. we were friends with, he would do these toy drives every year mm-hmm. and he would collect all these toys and he was so nice and mm-hmm. he was always checking in on everyone. And when we would all hang out, he was always so good with our kids and everything. Mm-hmm. So and because he was so charismatic, it mm-hmm. didn't seem like anybody else disliked him. Like if me and my husband were like, That's weird, he's shady, we would only talk to each other about it. Yeah. yeah. But it turned out that multiple couples were having the same conversation. But when we're all together, because we're all decent, nice, polite human
1: beings, right? Right. We would
0: all be very nice to him. Right. I think right. also in this friend group in Salt Lake City, that's how they all are. That's why they're all mm-hmm. like, I don't know why you're friends with Jen. I don't know why she's friends with Jen. I think all of you don't know why you're friends with Jen, but you're yeah. all just friends with Jen because she is a toxic sociopath
1: yeah and they they you are right they do do the love bomb and they go out of their way to be helpful yeah and then they ask you for a favor and you feel very guilty about saying no yeah because it wasn't that i didn't have the money to lend her it was the way she would ask and the way she would return it would be so odd and i always felt a pressure she would pester me can i come over now can you go to the bank now it was just too much of pressure it's not like And it started getting to be often. like, And then I was like, okay, not happening again. And then it's like you get toxic shocked.
0: Yes. By this like – you don't realize how – you think it's a little toxic and overall nice. And then before you know it, the toxicity has spread and it's like a shock to your system. Yes. And then you, get you have toxic to gen ta- t- shocked.
1: Yes. And then you have to take drastic measures to yes. get out of that relationship. Yes. And it, and then you end up you still feel guilty after years. You still feel bad, slightly bad about what happened. <laughs> that's just you. like, yeah. That's just me. Okay. <laughs> that's just you
0: because you're a very nice person and you feel bad about cutting her out but you're like i
1: just feel like oh she was in need and i didn't help her whatever the issue is why didn't i just talk to her openly and ask her what was going on but i think
0: that's what's going on with like especially jen and heather or i mean yeah. especially lisa and heather which is like maybe
1: that's why i don't i'm getting mad at heather because she's behaving like i would and <laughs> yeah, i don't every like time.
0: that every time every time <laughs>
1: uh, all right mm-hmm. let's talk about
0: real houses of potomac Mm-hmm. Reunion part 2 we open up with Mia and Candace fighting with each other and uh, everybody's just scolding Candace yeah. and as I watched this reunion party <laughs> I have to say I realized and I made a meme about it I really think the ladies in Potomac are like, this is my character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is what we're going to do. Like, yeah. the reason why they all scold Candace is because Candace's character on the show is a little rich brat sister. And yeah. so they all think that they can do that, yeah. you know, and... Karen and Giselle are, like, the older sister aunties that, like, yeah, "Yeah, I do the same thing, but you're not allowed to yell at me because I'm an older sister auntie. Right. And we let Ashley slide because Ashley's paid her due. I mean, these are women who were in sororities, right? So I think this is very much a sorority-like situation, which is why, like, this is what you brought up in the very beginning of the season – about Wendy, which is people are used to a character and then the character comes in completely different. And then you're like, I don't like this. So I think, in that same way, Wendy might actually be too normal of a human being for this Wendy show.
1: Wendy doesn't get her, doesn't understand her assignment. That's her problem. Wendy still couldn't understand Yeah. why, what is the difference between everybody saying you were, you were one kind of a person last year and you were pushing the narrative of the professor hard on us, the four degrees, you brought it up all the time. And then you made a full, complete pivot to this oversexed, overamped candles and titties. Candles and titties kind of a person. And Giselle even says it was like having a whole other housewife come join the group. That's like exactly new, what
0: she said. That's yeah, when I realized it. I was like, yeah, yeah. so it's
1: to them- So she's like and they're asking, what is the reason behind that? And are you trying to they're not saying that Eddie cheated they're not saying that they're saying is that what prompted you to shift and which is a shitty thing to do it's a horrible thing to do yeah but she keeps talking to them as if they said that eddie cheated and they brought it up because they wanted to talk about eddie cheating thing they wanted to talk about why she was different that's what they are
0: insisting but that's not true because Giselle has shown throughout the season in the beginning she has multiple conversations with Mm -hmm. multiple people where she's talking about Eddie and she's equating that to is that why is that why Wendy got a boob job is that why Wendy is acting so I'm saying
1: that Wendy is correct in being mad. I'm just saying that Wendy is arguing the wrong thing with Giselle. And if she comes to it eventually, she's like, it is misogynistic for you to think that I would change my appearance to please a man or to keep the man or whatever. Yeah. right. I wanted her to dig into that versus whether he cheated or not.
0: Right. I think the reason why she brought up the Eddie rumors in the blog, and I think she gets to it, right? She says it at Mm -hmm. the end, and that's where we left off at the end of the reunion, Mm -hmm. was her saying, you got a tummy tuck. You didn't get to keep a husband, right? I think it's funny because Giselle speaks out of both sides of her mouth, which is sort Mm -hmm. of her whole brand, right? She says, oh, it was these blogs from this bullshit website. They Mm -hmm. all say bullshit. It's totally not true. It's totally not true. And then Wendy says, well, if it's not true, then why Mm -hmm. are you using it as a reason for why I got a boob job? Mm -hmm. Like one, you admit that the blogs are bullshit. You're admitting right now that, oh, we don't care about you getting a boob job. You're saying Mm -hmm. all these things, but the way that you're presenting it, it's wrong. I think Wendy, this episode was much better than the first episode. She was a little bit more
1: coherent about what she wanted to say than she was in the previous. But going back to this thing
0: of like, you presented yourself as a professor, but now Mm -hmm. you're into this candle thing like even yeah. andy the way he's presenting it it's yeah. very much like they're not saying it outwardly but they're just yeah. saying it that everybody on this cast has a character and you're not allowed to pivot from that
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that's why they all keep yelling well, you
1: have to transition with warning you have to transition and let us know your journey and not just start with it, the final product
0: Yes. It also seems like the way in Beverly Hills off camera, they all decide this is going to be the narrative that we're going to push. Mm-hmm. Giselle yeah. had a narrative that she was going to push about yeah. these Eddie rumors. Mm-hmm. And this was her way in. She got sidetracked when Wendy came in with new boobs and a new butt. And Wendy came in with a candle because she yeah. was like, wait, I wasn't ready to do this. I was ready to drag how you How do about I connect it nonsense. back to
1: the other storyline? And here's yeah. how I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah.
0: Now going back to Candace, I actually think Candace is a re- did an excellent job this episode too.
1: Mm-hmm. I th- yeah. this is why I love Potomac because you, you think Candace orated, orated well. She, she did orate, orate well. To-
0: yeah, she did. <laughs> I loved when they were like, "Are you jealous of Ashley having a baby?" I was like, "Oh, look at Candace! She can have Oh my God. <gasps>
1: Yeah, she shocked everybody. They all thought she was really <laughs> crying. They all took a second. They all took a second. There was a pause. There was a pause. I love that Candace
0: has gone from being a bratty baby sister, bratty privileged baby sister with a rich mom and a deadbeat husband to like actually still viewed that way. But she's like, she's ready to, you know, she does use her words really well this part of the reunion. (laughs) She's talking about. They're like, oh, you respond to every single thing that is said to you. And yeah. she's very calmly sitting there and she's like, Karen said you had an STD. You yeah. called her a broke whore. You yeah. said her husband was going to die. Like, yeah. what are you talking about that you both don't respond to every single thing? And then Karen says, we cut, we don't cut to the bone or we do it with a twist yeah. of humor. And yeah. I do think that that's true. Yeah. But yeah. – I think that is because that is how the production of Potomac wants to present it that way. If they put the knife swings and the dramatic music on Karen and Giselle instead of clown music on them, Mm -hmm. it would be presented exactly the same way as Candace and Mia are. Right. Like yeah. the package of the show and the yeah. way that these women are presented, it seems like Karen and Giselle are very much comfortable with the way that production is deciding to push them forward. Mm-hmm. And, and Candace is kind of like, I don't really like my storyline And I would really like to change it because I'm just being a shady monster and nobody is letting me be a shady monster. And then when she realizes no one's letting her be a shady monster, then she actually becomes a crying monster. And then she starts to lose her mind. That's like, yeah, it's a deep, deep, deep issue. (laughs) She almost feels like gaslit by the show. So she like loses her mind.
1: Yeah, but also... And we have talked about it. Candace could leverage her words. And just the way she did with Ashley, with Ashley, yeah, with that Ashley situation when she said, oh, yeah, I'm so jealous of Ashley. And she she mocked the situation and not the person. Yes. And she could actually do very well in potomac they really
0: are karen and giselle because later yeah. on when she's like ashley's a fun girl i never yeah. said i don't have a good time with ashley i yeah. just i'm too hurt by the fact yeah. that ashley did yeah. this thing with monique yeah. yeah but like ashley's such an asshole too because she's like i didn't think that she would be mad about like what ashley, <laughs> what, what are you talking about no he knew just see what exactly what which does. buttons you were, were pressing giselle does <laughs> she's like i didn't think it was a big deal but it's like when someone says anything to you you lose your mind so it's yes. like yeah um, uh. no. oh. it mia is such a new a- disaster on twitter oh my god her talking about her social media
1: manager stuff was so cringy it was so cringy and i was so surprised how everybody came for me at that point and then they went at her and and I think that's why Candace was actually calmer because she was like nodding her head and agreeing with everybody. She was bobbing her bob head. That's Ashley. She was it. weaving her bob being a bob. But at the end of it, there was a moment when I forget what happened, but it was when Karen and Giselle started going at each other. And then Giselle turned around to Candace and said, Look, see, in this situation, I am choosing to take it in calmly. They were like, This is a moment of a lesson that yes, we can teach, yes, Candace. Yes. Like, and, but you would not have done that. <laughs> they were like, Let me point to you, Candace, that you need to do that.
0: <laughs> it's like, I think. I think the issue is Candace doesn't really have a counterpart, right? Like Mm -hmm. Giselle has Robin.
1: Yeah. I mean, Giselle has Robin is her sidekick, but Giselle's, uh, you know, is nemesis is Karen. So Giselle has a counterpart as Karen, and Ashley's counterpart is should be Candace.
0: But Candace doesn't have any allies. Allies, yes. And the problem is also that you do... I, I know that Candace is a crybaby and blah, 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 and all this stuff, and the post-it mm-hmm. notes and all that, but... Candace played the same game as Giselle and Karen, and Candace got beat up for it. Mm-hmm. And all these people saying, Oh, well, you know, maybe this is why Monique did it, blah blah blah. Monique was on the show last year saying it wasn't Candace's fault. Mm-hmm. She admitted that yeah. it wasn't Candace's fault. Yeah, she was crying to her pastor and she said she didn't deserve that. Mm-hmm. So this whole bullshit about like Monique did it and you deserved it is bullshit because mm-hmm. even Monique doesn't believe that. Yeah, I think it needs to stop being said to Candace. I do Think what Candace needs to do is like laugh things off more and mm-hmm. make a joke of it more. Mm-hmm. I think that her jokes are sometimes tinged with too much anger, but yeah. like when they're talking about Mia, <laughs> how she's constantly talking about how much money she makes and all this stuff, Candace <laughs> goes, You wield your socioeconomic status. And I was like, Candace, <laughs> you weave your socioeconomic, <laughs> socioeconomic <laughs> status
1: all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> Are you kidding saying me? saying socioeconomic status to Mia is giving me a power? Yeah, <laughs> you just made me a very powerful because yeah. now you gave her a status. <laughs> But also, the whole point of Ascala coming there with receipts that was barely there. the poor poor thing, thing. she just came and she left. And Mia is like, oh, so you just came here for the two questions? That's it? I don't know why they didn't
0: bring out Ascala in part two and not in part one.
1: Yeah. Like, why did, Why did they
0: bring her? Yeah. It didn't make sense why she was, like, part of part one also. Why
1: wouldn't you have Ascala there longer? Because Ascala can make, like, very cogent arguments. Yes. And it would have helped to have Ascala there for longer. And I think Escala should become a permanent housewife, too. I want to see more of her husband in her life.
0: Yeah. The fact that
1: Escala lives in a townhouse apparently is an issue. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, wait, Robin lives in a townhouse. Yeah, Candace just sold her townhouse. Like, what are you guys talking about? Like, what are you talking about?
0: (laughs) What did you think about this moment with Giselle and Karen?
1: Uh, This is the moment that I know happens all the time. I do not. know think that they are enemies yeah, i think they get along <laughs> they're best friends you they're remember the? Friends. so when i was younger somebody told me a story about two chinese brothers who would have like they had jewelry stores or something they were right next to each other and they competed all the time and they made a lot of money the whole town knew that they were like enemies of each other and everybody it was like constant and then after they died they found that they were brothers and their houses were connected and they were like minting money and story like they made a ton of money from the rivalry So this is the story that I heard when I was younger. And And that's what they're doing. That's what I keep thinking when I think of Karen and Giselle. I'm like they are two sides of the same coin and they are going to keep doing this until as long as we love to watch them bicker, they're going to bicker because this is how they're making money. Yeah. And that's fine with me. I fine with me to know that they get along, but they just want to do it for the show. I I don't mind. I I don't mind exactly. And I want
0: Candace and Ashley to get to that place too. Mm -hmm. But I think the problem there is that I think there's too many things that Ashley co-signs that Candace just can't get behind.
1: Yes. Yes, I think it's uh, primarily Candace cannot stomach uh, Michael and the whole Michael thing bothers Who her. Who can? Who can? can? Apparently, can, you know, Ashley can, but.
0: Yeah, uh, m- yeah. multiple times, twice at yeah. least. Yes. So Ashley brings up the colorism thing. Mm hmm. <sighs> Ashley admits that she has light skin privilege. Mm -hmm. Ashley accepts that there is also white privilege. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, this is going well. Mm -hmm. And then she says she doesn't believe colorism exists within the group because she's not experienced it herself. And I was like, I... Here's the thing. I'm not a real housewife of Potomac. Mm-hmm. I'm also not black. hmm So I'm not speaking from my own experience, and I can never speak from my own experience because I'll never be in those situations. Right. But what I know is that if a person who is marginalized says, mm-hmm. I feel marginalized in a specific space. Mm-hmm. All I can do is take their word for it. I right. cannot sit there and argue it. So Ashley saying, I thought Wendy was really good. at Wendy turned into an interviewer. She yes. put her hand on her chin. She leaned in her. She was like, let's break. I was like, okay, Oprah, calm down. She was
1: like, oh, this is a subject that I can speak on. <laughs> now I'm in my element. Let she me show like, you my professor. Let me
0: put my candles and titties away. Let me yes. lean into this. So yeah, she's like, why do you say that? Because yeah. you're a light skinned woman talking to mm-hmm. two darker skinned women who are saying they've experienced colorism. And your reason is I've never experienced it, so I don't think it exists. That's like telling huh. a white person, I've never yeah. experienced racism ha- and firsthand. So I've yeah. never, I don't believe you. Then. So it doesn't
1: exist. Yeah. It's, it's it's
0: a, a problematic yeah. statement. Yes, and what drove me crazy was Ashley. It drove me crazy, but I was like, "This is why this bitch gets to stay on the show." Ashley does a great job, yeah, of somehow changing the topic completely mm-hmm. to where now Ashley is a victim, yeah, of a race related dig against her by Candace because Candace called. Ashley a slave yeah that's not what the colorism conversation and initially started at but yeah. it somehow turned into that. Ashley was like, "I've never seen anybody being mistreated because because of colorism." But what I do know is that Candace has called me a slave, yeah. right? And like the kind of brilliance that takes, yeah, that brilliant amount of like manipulation. I'm like, okay, this is that's why a, you've been that's on the a show. natural talent. You cannot it's, learn it. You cannot learn it. It's yeah. a natural ta- talent. Yeah, that's a God given <laughs> deflection mechanism. <laughs> it's yes. crazy i was like we, oh. wait we totally diverted from the topic here right, wendy right. had gotten into oprah mode she put her finger yeah, on her chin I she know, was asking I all these questions and i was
1: surprised that wendy let that happen and did not bring it back to colorism
0: i think wendy was like i can't be barking up this tree with candace like i don't know where <laughs> we can defend that because
1: the thing is you can't defend it you can't defend yeah. that candace said that it's fucked up that mm. candace said it yeah but Wendy couldn't even move the needle back from the slave comment and change it and deflect it and bring it back to the colorism. Yes, that's bad but le- but that's not the same as colorism. Let's talk about the colorism and talk a little bit more about it. She couldn't even do that. And it was just the like- way it went and how the others jumped in and it was just gone. The
0: moment was gone. And this is again where Candace loses me. Where I'm like, you're doing so well. If she had said, no Ashley you're right. I shouldn't have said that. At that dinner I was pissed off. Mm-hmm. But I didn't call you a slave. I called you, Mm -hmm. I called him an overseer. Mm -hmm. You twisted it into slave. And yes, I did say that you were a slave at dinner Mm -hmm. and it was fucked up and I shouldn't have said it. Right. Yeah. You could have said that and then turned it back to, but back to the topic of colorism. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that, yeah. right? Yeah. Again, I don't know if it exists within this group. I know for sure it exists in the Bravo sphere. I know yes. for sure it exists for in the sure. fan base. If you go on yes. Twitter, it's definitely yes. there. But yeah. I do wish that they had dug into it a little bit more. I kind of mm. wish, it
1: and I don't, because I'm like, you know mm. what? I wish they had only because I think people should understand the difference. That it would be an educational opportunity. But at the same time, I know Bravo would completely fuck it up completely anyway. So up. like, I exactly. don't even. I don't want to get it's like asking wikipedia for a research paper no you don't want to ask re- wikipedia for that so you know they don't know how to handle it they're going to put in all kinds of stuff it's going to be a hodgepodge and you know that's true so that's why you don't want it from it's getting the information from the wrong source yeah exactly yeah
0: what would be your source of candles where would you get them
1: i think i need to get them from everybody and test them all up
0: i think if you could do a wikipedia equivalent of the candles it would be mia's candles because i don't think mia did anything to you think yeah that
1: would be something that was store bought and just um, it was like alibaba slapped on yeah it was alibaba and with her brand stamped on it right exactly so she bought it in china and then she's reselling it here i have a feeling that karen did some work in her candles But it probably doesn't smell as good as I want it to. Or it doesn't have... She probably doesn't have the fragrances that I would love. And I think Wendy put way too much effort into a candle. Yes. And it's going to be an overthought, overanalyzed, single candle with no personality.
0: A single candle with no personality. That's great. So I was looking into Mia's uh, Mm -hmm. personality, I was going to say. Mia's (laughs) candles. Mm -hmm. And... So they're talking about all the candles and wicks. They don't even really focus on Mia. They're like, whatever. Yeah. That was like nothing. Yeah. They're talking about all this stuff. Wendy announces that she's going to have a four and a seven week wick candle. Okay. Yeah. Wicks as far as soon the state of Maryland is That's just going to like gonna burning be a-
1: down the house. Yeah. Like, okay. Let's have a bonfire. <laughs> so then they're all talking. They're it comes, laughing. It comes with the fire extinguisher. Yes. So... <laughs> I
0: think after this reunion taped is when Mia dropped her nine wick candle. Because if you pay attention to the way that everybody is like laughing and blah, 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 all this stuff. It's like so funny. Ha ha. Seven wicks and Wendy and Karen are high fiving each other. The way that Mia sort of sitting on the corner like shit, they didn't even talk about my candles. Soon after that, she dropped a nine wick, like a thousand dollar candle. Like
1: Buddha's. It's like a Buddha's face. Which is like very problematic. Hello. Yeah. Also, that is, you're setting his hair on fire, is basically what you're doing. It's like <laughs> nine wicks in it, <laughs> and it's, it's like a some, and it's not even
0: by her, like it's yeah. again, it's like you know, it's the way Sonia Morgan makes her clothes, where she just buys clothes from Our like coasters. Shien. <laughs> yeah, the way that she buys like clothes from Shein and then puts her like Sonia by Sonia Morgan label on it. Yeah. That's what yeah. Mia did with this like gigantic Buddha candle that's like could double as like an ottoman. Yeah. But it was just funny because you could tell in that scene like she was so annoyed. And so she was like, I'll show these
1: bitches. It's on Etsy. Yes. Like, it, it's, oh, my God. Yeah. And why not 10? Why did you stop stop with 9? I don't know.
0: Maybe because there's rules against it. Maybe you can't do maybe that. You know, is, maybe ten is when the fire department gets involved. Okay, you know, one hundred percent who would buy that gigantic Buddha head candle and Jack's use it Taylor. as an ottoman? Jax Taylor. No. Okay, not Jax Taylor. Gina from OC.
1: Oh yes, she fucking
0: loves candles in her casita. Yes. She would, <laughs>
1: she would always film
0: scenes oh, with like her soft and, and ottoman and, Shannon, and a tray. And too.
1: Nine lemons, nine wicks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make it a lemon flavor, play- lemon scented candle.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I also appreciated Wendy giving a BBL disclaimer that it's like a mm-hmm. very dangerous surgery and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh okay, see there you go. Yeah, there's yeah. a professor coming in. Yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah that <laughs> was finding a balance so why do you think they need another um episode of this reunion now this third episode is going to be stupid
0: fucking Nicki minaj
1: yeah but why there was no need know. this felt like a perfectly nice spot to end it it's and they showed Bravo stupid the andy Cohen like walking his odd walk did you did you realize like i've never watched him walk like that And I watched him walk, and I was like, his walk is very similar to Kyle Richards, like just gotten off of a horse. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
1: uncomfortable in your own body, kind of walk. (laughs) Like yeah, like he was walking like in a crooked way, and he had he had this expression on his face as if he was mad at something. Something happened, and he's mad at it.
0: Yeah, he had this mad look, just hallway, yeah. yeah,
1: just for just for dramatics. And then it's just me, Nicki Minaj. Why? Why do you act like you're going to go and yell at somebody, or you walked off the stage? Has Andy ever walked off the stage? I want him to walk off the stage. In well, anger. he did get pushed once, famously.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, by somebody who's apparently not violent and doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, her life is going great for her. Yeah, for Teresa. Yeah. Andy's never scolded Teresa.
1: Mm-hmm. No, based
0: on last episode, also how like Andy was really trying to like ask all these questions about Jamal that he forgot to ask in the last mm-hmm. last year's reunion. Yeah, I'm getting more and more of the sense that Andy Cohen thinks I don't want to say he thinks of himself as a housewife, but he, he's very much trying to become a character on these shows. When yeah. he does the reunions.
1: Yeah. And I really hate it. I don't like his way of questioning anyways. Because it never goes anywhere. And he always cuts off. He doesn't complete a thought.
0: Yeah. By the time. He's got his like little cards. And by yeah. the time somebody's like answering a question. And if it's like not as juicy as he wants it to be. He's like okay yeah anyway. um, Okay,
1: okay. we're gonna move on. Like. It's, and he moves to a completely opposite topic, like yes, nothing related. Every it's, time. Yeah, it's it's like a sharp turn, and a hard right and a hard left over and over again. It's annoying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I will be upset if Nicki Minaj does a better job at interviewing these women than Andy does, because then it just. It's going to become a trend. I don't like it. It's already it. becoming a trend. People, Other people want to be on.
0: It's just annoying. I just... Yeah. Stop. You know what bothers me is that clearly during the pandemic, a lot of people decided to start watching Housewives. Mm. And it shows in the fan base too.
1: Yes. It a lot really of new people me. who don't quite understand the history no. and the purpose and how to enjoy a Housewives show. Yeah. I, I we need it. they need to we need to do a YouTube tutorial of how to enjoy housewife show. A YouTube tutorial? That sounds like I need to put on makeup. Why do you think I do a podcast?
0: You expect me to show my face? Are, Are you, you kidding me? No, I thought you would laugh at the fact that I said YouTube and not TikTok. I'm yeah, I'm shocked <laughs> that you didn't say Facebook. My face. My space. <laughs> Wait. Did you call
1: MySpace My Face? I made I mean, it up. I did it deliberately. Do not do that to me. I thought right. you would laugh if I said my face. Oh, my God. I know the difference.
0: <laughs> my child the other day said it. He said, Mama, um, what's the thing that you guys go on? Like you have all these things on your phone. Like one of them is like Facebook or something. He looked at mm-hmm. me like I was talking. Of, like He almost said it in a way to be like, what's that rock you live under? Like, he said it like that to me. And I was like, oh, my God.
1: This <laughs> is shocking.
0: Cause I think I still think Facebook is kind of cool, I guess. I mean, I don't really think it's cool. It's a horrible app, and we should yeah. all probably delete it. But then we would never socialize with anyone. Yeah. Um, but if yeah. I could
1: just move all of my Facebook friends to a different app where I could interact differently, I would.
0: Yeah, and I'm, like, just- trying to be, like, I'm above it. I mostly use Instagram, mm-hmm. but, like, it's owned by Facebook. So like <laughs> a shit <laughs> who gives a shit it's all the same right it's all the same and we're too it's both of us are too old for tiktok we're too old i see yeah. what Giselle is up to at tiktok and i know that i would mm-hmm. be down that slippery slope yeah. yeah i have friends who are like pretty cool
1: who have mm-hmm. tried to
0: make like good reels on tiktok yeah and i'm like people don't. our age don't
1: yeah please yeah yeah. please don't it's yeah at, at some point you just give up you just turn into your mothers and your fathers <laughs> and you just accept it yeah and just go on with your depressing sad adult
0: geriatric life okay <laughs> get your ARP card
1: and move on do you know there's an ARP app you can download uh all right
0: guys well that's it for this episode we will talk to you on saturday bye bye Bye. the reality is is now on patreon and here are some of our fabulous supporters tracy newman my presence is a gift so remember the thank you note lily some people say i'm too much but she's just starting Marl farsi reading is fundamental and in farsi the reads are monumental tracy masters when you're the master of your own destiny no one can take you down Amanda Agosti. Some Amandas are tech bots, but this Amanda is as real as it gets. Ade, Ade Dokun. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but actually I'm just smoking it. Paula Bertrude. If you think I'm a bitch, you're probably right. And you probably deserved it. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets. And I get it all. Naveen Jonathan. I'll give you the shirt off my back and also by unsolicited opinion. Jada. People are intimidated by my great success and my great Deepa Konopoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Hadil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Sreenidhi Subramaniam. I have four degrees, eight syllables, and zero F's to give. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation but there's plenty of shade. Brianna Tooney. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm because I'm nobody's fool. And finally, Beth Baer. The secret to my success is staying out of your BS.